views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to Lime Talk Radio with Dr. Pat Basili. Epic healing for an epic life. This inspiring show highlights leading-edge solutions, groundbreaking research, headline topics, and tools for holistic healing and wellness. This hit show is dedicated to raising awareness, promoting advocacy and prevention, and supporting initiatives for optimal health. Dr. Pat is passionate and focused on life-saving results reaching far beyond Lyme disease, providing a forum for powerful stories, heart-opening experiences, and hope-activated solutions. Dr. Pat will shine a light on the many shades of Lyme disease fueled by a body-mind-spirit remedy. Now here's your host, Dr. Pat. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Lyme Talk Radio. And for those of you out there, yes, you heard that right. Lyme Talk Radio. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this. You know, many of you know me from the Dr. Pat show or, you know, one of the other shows that you may have heard me on. We've been doing a radio show on Lyme disease and any other aspect of it, and you'll hear about that today, um, for about 10 years. And you're probably thinking, really, 10 years? How is that so? Well, you're going to hear today how it is so from Lori Dennis joining me here today. Here's why. Because while the world is barely, and I say this again, barely learning about Lyme disease. We know, there are some of us that know, barely is not the word that describes uh, what some people call the fastest growing epidemic of our time. And you heard me talk about this about five years ago where I said, it's not the fastest growing, it literally is one of the largest epidemics. The problem is, we have absolute entire governments in denial, in denial. So today we're talking about Lyme madness, rescuing my son down the rabbit hole of chronic Lyme disease. You know, Lori comes to us as someone that not just has firsthand experience, but as the author of this best-selling book, uh, has become... She has become someone that has found a way to bring the stories to the forefront, to bring the experiences to the forefront. You know, so often we have heard in this arena, well, there's not enough data. There's not enough this. There's not enough that. Well, you know what? Here's what we know today. There is enough. Lori, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Um, the, The arguments that are made in the world of chronic Lyme disease. Let's talk about them before we jump into what it is. Um, when you say chronic Lyme disease, now you don't get laughter. You know, people don't laugh you out of the uh, out of the building as much, but there's still a little bit of laughter, maybe even more smirking about it. So I would love for you to tell me what this journey has been like for you. And do you feel like, you know, writing this book, your own personal journey, that you're making progress? So first of all, you know, how I describe 
the way in which we're treated by the medical system depends on which hat I'm wearing. And mm. the first, you know, the first hat that I had to put on was that of a mother of my, you know, an adult son. And that, you know, was a very long journey, which drove me to write this book. But since then, I've been out there in the world really advocating for a lot of people because there are a lot of voiceless sufferers out there. And the fact that they are still being laughed out the door, and they truly are everywhere, including right here in Toronto where I live. I've just heard two stories in the last 24 hours that would have you shaking your head mm -hmm. in terms of the way they're being treated by infectious disease doctors and others. It's just, it's, it's incredible. And after five years of being in this Lyme world, well, several years anyway, mm -hmm. I'm still shaking my head every day thinking that we're living in some kind of parallel universe and none of it makes sense. And even for those of us who understand why there is this huge chasm in terms of the people who have it and understand it and those who refuse to acknowledge it, that chasm is still hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine that that exists and that this disease is being denied by mainstream medicine world over. Yeah. And, you know, let's talk about what we now know about this. And I love that, you know, we're talking about even in this day and age, even in this day and age, even with the thousands and thousands of stories of this, you know, even with the the idea that it is one of the great imposters, even with this. I'm telling you, it's still hard to get the kind of attention um, uh, that that this really needs. I mean, most people think here that the folks up in Canada just have figured it out. I mean, really, when you talk to people here, they're thinking, well, wait a minute, they got that universal health care stuff. So the folks in Canada, they should be doing okay, right? Well, that would be nice if that were true. <laughs> further from the I'm really sad to report that we're probably 10 to 20 years behind the U.S. So mm -hmm. we are in terrible shape when it comes to Lyme disease. Canadians have to go across the border to the U.S. to get treatment. There aren't doctors in Canada that will treat, recognize, or help you with Lyme disease. It is, it is unbelievable what goes on here. Now, there are a few brave souls who've come forward and you know, sort of under the radar are helping people and trying to treat, but always under the radar because there've been doctors just like in the U.S., doctors here whose, you know, practices have been closed and licenses revoked and have been taken to court all for treating this disease. So we're very much behind you in terms of our acknowledgement of it, but we're working hard to try to catch up. And it's, it's a lot of work and it takes a lot of advocates and activists to make anything happen because we're really pushing this huge boulder, a 40-year-old boulder mm -hmm. that just feels immovable, really mm -hmm. immovable. And it's quite it's quite difficult. And this is world over. We're, de we're dealing with some pretty powerful yeah. forces. Yeah. Here, let me read something to you. And I want you to get, I want to get your thought on this. So, you know, the state of Washington finally decided they're going to put some information about Lyme disease up. I'm in Washington state over here in the Pacific Northwest. So listen to this. This is going to, this is to just give everybody a snippet of the most absurd things you want to hear. Here you go. You ready? One downside of Washington state's warm weather season is potential exposure to ticks. Lyme disease, the most commonly reported tick-borne disease in the United States, occurs in the Pacific Northwest. This article review, uh, okay, 
So then you scroll down. Here we go. Then you scroll down and you're thinking, wow, we're going to get some real information from here that absolutely is going to educate the, the, the public, right? And they got a picture of the little map from guess where? The CDC. Hmm. And if you look at the map, here's what's shocking. And, and this is why I'm, I'm sort of giving the backstory on it because we're going to tackle this. It's here. Ready? In 2014, 15 confirmed and probable Lyme disease cases, and they give you a percent, 0.2 cases of 100,000, were reported in Washington, most of which cases were exposed in endemic areas such as high-incident states in Midwest and Northeast. So they go on to say, again, we reached 26 cases, right? Then they go on to say, but they were exposed mainly uh, in Western Washington, not really in Washington. So here's the question I like to ask these folks that are putting these statistics together. I'm just curious in how the deer and how the ticks know not to go from one state to the other. And, and honestly, when I read about California, California, state of California, and the climate in California, and you, we take a look at this, and then we go down to Texas, and we're saying, oh, we don't have it here. I mean, are we under the great illusion here, Lori? Isn't this part of the problem? Well, I think it's the tipping point, or maybe even just the first layer of the problem. Yeah, first of all, it is inane that doctors still tell us that there are no ticks here, or there are no deer here. First of all, the ticks are, uh, you know, they're vector-borne and they and they fly on the backs of birds and they travel and we travel and there are no there are no um, you know passports required for ticks to arrive and we've been told that in Canada for years, decades that you know ticks don't cross the border. It's the most ridiculous thing ever, and we hear that all the time in, dro in doctors' offices in the news and and so that is a layer of the problem, yeah. but. You see, we're just constantly being railroaded. And yeah. what words do I want to use? We're constantly being told what isn't true. And it's really difficult to know what the truth is. And when you've experienced it, and when you're actually speaking to hundreds of people who are experiencing the same thing, you start to gather evidence, whether it's scientifically based or not. You start to gather anecdotal evidence that becomes larger than the story that they're trying to tell you. And then you know, you know that you're being fed a lot of falsehoods. And yeah. these falsehoods, these falsehoods began in the early 70s and they really became um, dogma amongst mainstream medicine to the point where most mainstream doctors will say, oh, there's no such thing as chronic Lyme. You can't get Lyme here. Where did you travel? You know, all of these really uneducated, um, untrue comments that just dismiss your illness. And the worst one of all, there are many that are terrible, mm -hmm. but the worst one, the one that I like to fight because I'm a psychotherapist and yeah. no, nothing makes me more angry than for people to be told that it's all in their head. Yeah. And, and that happens all the time. So you might have, you know, swollen joints and you might have you know, brain fog and dizziness and wooziness and a list of symptoms that is a mile long and people are being told every single day that it's all in your head. And that's not to say that things like anxiety and depression can cause, they certainly can cause somatic symptoms. Of course they can. 
But there are many people out there who are suffering with anxiety, depression, and other, let's call them mental health issues that are that are being driven by infectious disease. And most doctors are not at all contemplating this as a possibility, and most psychiatrists aren't either, especially Lyme. Lyme is the best kept secret ever, apparently. However, there are not thousands, but millions suffering around the world and very few doctors who are prepared to help. And so it's, it's I'm gonna use very dramatic language and this mm-hmm. is, and this is not for dramatic effect. It's, I'm saying this because it's the truth. This is a global medical holocaust. And, yeah. it's, and it's something I cannot turn my back on. So, you know, while my son, thankfully, after five years of being really unwell, is doing quite well, considering relatively, I'm in there fighting because this is, this is com- a complete travesty. And it's an injustice against humanity, and it can't continue. And it is continuing because we're up against some pretty powerful forces. There are a lot of us out there fighting this, a lot of very smart people out there, you know, fighting these injustices, these crimes, I would call them. But this is not an easy thing to break through. This is a 40-year-old wall of falsehoods and um, dogma that's being fed to doctors and being trickled down, big pharma, CDC, IDSA, doctors across the board, and they all believe this, and nobody's bothering to educate themselves. So we as advocates and patients, like Lyme sufferers, know so much more about their illness than than most doctors do. There's something really wrong with that. So Chris Newby, who is the producer of Under Our Skin, that very well-known, iconic documentary, you know, when I spoke to her, she said, this is a do-it-yourself disease, and that's exactly what this is. Most people have to do it themselves. They've got to figure it out themselves, diagnose it themselves, figure out how to treat it, constantly be aware of what's going on in their bodies because you can't really rely on too many doctors to help you. They are out there. Thank goodness there's a handful of really great professionals out there that are very helpful, but it's a handful relative to those suffering. Yeah, and you know, here here's the thing I love to talk about with the state of Washington is, you know, I was born and raised on the East Coast, um, but I move out to the state of Washington, and it's the home of Bastyr University. And Bastyr University is known worldwide for its study program in natural me- natural medicine. So out of Bastyr, we have some of the brightest and some of the best that produce integrative medicine. Um, world renowned, so much so that the freedom for people in this state to find doctors like that, Lori, that actually have tackled it, named it, nailed it, and treated it in a state that claims it doesn't exist here. And so, what's the takeaway when we come back from break? Lori's going to take us on a journey. What is it about chronic Lyme disease that makes people like Lori, Dr. Ronnie, Dr. Darvish, just keep doing what they're doing? Me, my team here at Lyme Global, Lyme Talk Radio, what gets us moving? Even with our new crowdfunding initiative to create a game to spread the word. Yeah, I did say that again. You're going to love it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Are you traveling most of your day? Do you want to take Transformation Talk Radio with you anywhere you go? Well, guess what? There's an app for that. Just go to the App Store on your Apple device or the Google Play Store on your Android and search Transformation Talk Radio. Catch all of our live shows no matter where you are. Thanks for listening. What is a brilliant culture and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Do you feel that there's a bigger, better life for you? Is there anything holding you back from living the life you were meant to live? If you'd like to find your life's true purpose and calling, join the world's foremost authority on primal spirituality. David Carr share in Becoming a Sun Radio, emotional and spiritual intelligence for a happy, fulfilling life. Tune in once a month to Becoming a Sun Radio with David Carr share on the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit davidcarshare.com today. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Welcome to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am so thrilled that we've created this venue for all of you out there. Dr. Pat Basile will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. What we have heard is that you want to ensure for us that we keep positive, holistic, uplifting, transformative talk radio on the air. We're excited to bring you the contemporary conversations about Lyme disease. We promise not to let the light fade on Lyme. So fasten your seat belts. We've got lots more to share with you in the weeks to come. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio with Dr. Pat and help keep our mission strong on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Brand consultant Jen Morgan is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help you take control of your future and maximize your brand's power to produce results. Whether you're an individual trying to reinvent yourself and launch a new venture, or you're an executive trying to reposition your company to modernize your sales and marketing programs, Jen Morgan and the RAD Method empower you to play to your strengths and show up in the world as your most powerful brand. To learn more, go to jenmorgan.com, that's Jen with two N's, morgan.com, or call 206 9 Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to Lime Talk Radio. Lori Dennis joining me here today. And, you know, she has written one of the most amazing books, Lime Madness, you know, and it is really a medical odyssey and cautionary tale. And what I love about the book is that not only do you get to hear from the voices of so many, but the way the book has been, you know, brought to the forefront and literally laid out, it takes you on a journey. It takes you to understand both the physical and psychological symptoms of chronic Lyme. And first of all, you know, uh, Lori, what is the best way for people to find out more about you and certainly to get a copy of the book? 
Sure. Thank you. So I have a website of a few, but the one that I would suggest going to is lauriedennisonline.com. And um, the way to get the book is through Amazon. That's really the best way. And it's available okay. in paperback at Kindle. And right now, this month, I have it on for 99 cents on the Kindle version because nice. it, is, it is Lyme Disease Awareness Month. And I just want to get it out there. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We are launching a crowdfunding initiative because, you know, we've been at this for, oh, man, like over a decade in the public trying to get an audience about it. And what we discovered is there are people like you that are writing really amazing books. Then there are people like that us that are super creative. So we are creating a board game and a telephone app called Exploding Ticks. Huh, okay. And it's very interesting. And we got the permission of the Exploding Kittens people to go ahead and do it. We both grabbed these domains at the same time. And the reason we're bringing comic relief to some of this is because we believe that if we put it into the hands of millions, that somehow there'll be a new level of awareness because right now, even if people suspect they have it, it scares them so much, Lori, they won't even yeah. get the test. So take us on the journey. What is chronic Lyme disease from your experience and how did you come to discover it? Okay. So, you know, our personal experience was very much like most other people's give or take a detail or two where my son mm -hmm you know, started to have these very strange, unexplained symptoms in 2012. It was the fall of 2012. And, you know, they start, he started off feeling dizzy and woozy, and then he fainted in the gym and, you know, sort of these seemingly disparate symptoms. And we didn't really understand what was going on, but we weren't too alarmed at the time. And, you know, there were explanations for everything, low blood sugar, whatever, whatever. But it all kind of made sense at the time until those symptoms started to escalate and cascade. And, you know, they, they really became much more acute and much more difficult to manage. And there were more of them, more symptoms. So his eyesight started to get affected and all kinds of other things that were going on, mostly neurological. And we went to uh, 20 doctors in 18 months in New York mm. City, which is not you know, it's a pretty sophisticated medical community. And of those 18 doctors, one, only one specialist thought to test for Lyme disease. The test came back negative and it was right. shelved. And that was it. And this is mostly everybody's story. So I don't want to spend a ton of time on it only because I know that this is true for most people, give or take a, a year or a decade. Some people are sick for decades without knowing what's wrong. Um, I think my son was probably sick for about five or six years until it became acute. Why we thought it became acute was because of a flu shot that he had. What it typically takes is something that really stresses your symptom, your system, because this is a um, an immune immunodepressive illness. And so when something stresses your immune system, then you go into overdrive and you have all these acute symptoms. In any case, it took about 20 months um, or, you know, something 18 to 20 months to figure it out. And we had to figure it out ourselves. We were in a real crisis, uh, a point of crisis where we didn't know what to do next. We felt like we had exhausted everybody in New York and we didn't know where to go, or what to do. And it came to mind for me.
My instincts kicked in. I wish it had happened earlier, but it didn't. And then we went on this journey of Lyme disease. And boy, is it a journey. And that's the rabbit hole that I talk about because all of a sudden you're plunged into this very weird world that doesn't make any sense because you realize that everything's sort of under the radar and you can't really talk about it. And there are special doctors for Lyme disease and most don't acknowledge it. And there's a whole new language that you have to learn. And you've got to really, you've got to be researching and studying and talking to people. And there is no cure and it isn't a one size fits all. And you've got to keep researching and figuring it out and trying new things. And it is, it is a, a medical odyssey. And then at the same time, you're fighting the powers that be mainstream medicine who are telling you that you're crazy and it's all in your head and there's no such thing. So, you know, this is why I decided to write the book because I didn't know what to do with all this information I was finding. I felt that I had been plunged into this very weird parallel universe that made no sense to me whatsoever. And the best way for me to make sense of things is to put it in writing because that's how my mind works. So little by little, uh, or I shouldn't say little by little, I did it very quickly. I wrote the book in less, and published it in less than a year. I, I became hyper-focused on this. And I also felt that by doing this, I'd understand my son's illness better and be able to help him better and connect with people to help him. So, you know, it served a lot of great purposes. And honestly, it was for my own sanity because getting into this Lyme world is not for the faint of heart, I can tell you that. And when you talk to people in your world or what was your world, they all shake their heads. And I agree with you completely that people are terrified of this. And so they should be because it's a very difficult illness to manage. So they don't really want to hear about it. And they do not want to hear that doctors do not have your best interests at heart. And I'm not suggesting, I want to be clear that not, you know, not all doctors are you know, in denial of this, but the majority are. And it's and it's just head shaking and difficult to imagine that mainstream medicine is not really built to take care of you. It's really not. And Lyme disease is at the forefront of telling us that this is the case. So, you know, a lot of us are made to feel as if we're crazy and we're making this all up, but there are too many of us. And like you said, there's a critical mass. I mean, when you've got millions of people suffering with the very same thing, how could it not be true? And we're being told every day that there's really no such thing as chronic Lyme disease, says the CDC. doesn't exist. Yeah. No, and more importantly, um, there is also, uh, and equally importantly, I should say, is the dialogue that goes on, which says, well, even if it is, there is no pharmaceutical cure for it. And, you yeah. know, see, it, hence lies the problem, because maybe the treatments that are being used in the integrative and the Eastern philosophies, whatever you want to call them, yes. um, we're not all dying. You know, we're actually here. But yeah, you're right. You know, somebody's got to figure out how to save their own lives. And chances are, unless you've got an advocate or an angel close by like you were, it's not going to happen. Well, that's right. People are too sick. First of all, people are too sick to get out there to find these things as you're describing because it does take a tremendous amount of time, energy, resources, and money. And, you know, we are, let's call it in the lucky percentage where it doesn't come easily, but we could figure out how to put funds together to make it happen. But most people can't do that. So that is why we need mainstream medicine on side, because it's supposed to be there to take care of us. It's supposed to be more accessible. In Canada, we're supposed to have socialized medicine where there's yeah. access for everybody. Well, it's just not true. And 
I, you know, I have stories that would just curl your hair, but I'm sure you've heard them because you've been in this world for a long time. And it's just amazing to me that we're still fighting this fight and it's 40 years later. And, you know, I had the privilege of speaking to Karen Forschner, who was one of the, um, you know, the pioneers, her son was very mm-hmm. sick with this and died in the, I think it was in the eighties. And, yeah. you know, she, she wrote a book and she wrote a fantastic book. And there are many people that I've been in touch with that are pioneers in this fight. And we're just taking, you know, the next the next chapter. And we're, we're continuing this fight. But the fight is one where we are up against um, a system that's telling us that this doesn't really exist. If it does exist, it's just a little nuisance disease. And just take 28 days of antibiotics and you're fine. Um, you know, they keep insisting that, you know, these symptoms don't really don't really exist. Ticks aren't really here. You can't get Lyme here. There's all kinds of medical and political doublespeak that's going on every single day that's making people really feel as if they're crazy and keeping them sick and infirm. And, you know, many people are dying from this disease and many people are taking their own lives because, you know, it is a perfect storm for not that I'm suggesting this is happening all the time, but it is happening where people are taking their own lives because this does create a lot of mental health issues. You've got a lot of brain inflammation and nervous um, or central nervous system inflammation. And so as a result, you do end up with anxiety and depression. And also you have those symptoms because you're not being taken care of and you're feeling really sick and nobody's coming to your rescue and no, nobody's coming to your aid. People are losing their jobs. They're losing their livelihoods, their homes, their relationships, their savings, just to be able to manage day to day. So if that isn't the perfect storm, I don't know what is. The amount of loss is so huge. And yet they go to their doctors and they say, what are you talking about? There's no such thing as Lyme. Where did you read that? You're going to the U.S.? They don't know what they're talking about. And this is the dialogue that goes on every day in doctors' offices. And then those doctors who stick their necks out often get annihilated for doing so. So it's it's um, it's a very difficult thing. And, you know, I often say to people, if you can't believe that this is actually happening in mainstream medicine, and it's, it is very difficult to wrap our heads around the fact that the very industry that's meant to take care of us is actually not doing that, but in fact doing harm, you know, we have to ask ourselves, is it really possible that there are millions of people who once were healthy and they were active and they were working and they were living their lives that are now sick and firm in their beds you know, homebound in wheelchairs. Is it possible that they're just faking it? Really? What would be the payoff for that? So it just doesn't make any sense. It just makes a lot more sense that there's something to be gained by mainstream medicine not allowing this to be a true illness. And, you know, at some point, this this game has to stop. But I don't know exactly what that's going to be. I hope it's going to be a critical mass you know, coming out, or it's going to be a lot of a lot of things that are going to make this um, this terrible travesty stop because it yeah. really happened. Yeah, uh, let's do this. Let's take a short break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about you know how do you detect the early signs of it? What happens when maybe you seem to be forgetting a few things, or maybe? You have something growing on the back of your leg that a doctor calls a baker's cyst. What are some of the things you can be more mindful of? And when all else fails, what can you say to demand that you get a test that's going to help you? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with Lori Dennis. Thank you. 
Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Bree Gibbs is a fourth-generation high priestess with the knowledge to raise your vibration and conscious creation. Offering a wide variety of services from goddess light and shamanic healing seminars to private reading sessions, Bree works with you so you too can stand in your own power. Isn't it about time you took your life into your own hands? For more information about Bree's services and products, visit silvergaia.com. That's silvergaia.com. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub for Empowerment Radio and learn breakthrough solutions to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. Tune in the first and third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific to Empowerment Radio with host Dr. Friedemann Schaub on Transformation Talk Radio. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com to learn more. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Welcome to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am so thrilled that we've created this venue for all of you out there. Dr. Pat Basile will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. What we have heard is that you want to ensure for us that we keep positive, holistic, uplifting, transformative talk radio on the air. We're excited to bring you the contemporary conversations about Lyme disease. We promise not to let the light fade on Lyme. So fasten your seat belts. We've got lots more to share with you in the weeks to come. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio with Dr. Pat and help keep our mission strong on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Treat the body and expand the soul on June 1st with Lynn Brown. Imagine three days in a hand-built log home nestled in the Cascade Mountain. Activate the collaboration between the body and spirit and allow the accelerated connection as one of the most powerful ways to light up your cells, honor the body's needs in this all-inclusive event. Visit lynnmbrown.com or call 206-931-7356. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. It's an honor to have Lori Dennis joining me here today, the author of Lyme Madness, where millions are suffering and few are listening. And, you know, Lori, we, we touched upon sort of the edge of what you and I could probably talk about for about four hours minimally. Um, yes. But the thing that I, I think that I become more and more hopeful about is when I hear stories um, of doctors that have said, we're going to try something different. Um, we're going to get relief. This is what it's going to be. And they go down to, you know, this place that is uncommon in treatment because they're not in the box. You know, they're not in the box of, well, 
three weeks of, of, of antibiotics, you'll be good to go. They're in a different box. You know, mm-hmm. they look at the layers of suffering in their patients and they say, we got to take this one layer at a time. And, you know, we have doctors like that here, right in our own backyard that refuse to take the answer that, you know, the disease doesn't live here. But from your perspective, all the stories you have written, I, your own personal journey, out of all of this, what were you most surprised about? Oh, boy. Um, I think <laughs> I, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I was most surpri- I've been most surprised about the politics, honestly, and I don't mm-hmm. consider myself to have been a very naive person. Right. But the, but the, the, the layers of politics and denial around this disease still shock me five years later. So right. I, I am totally, but I understand it. I understand how this has happened. It is very complex. When people ask why, I certainly can't answer it in a sentence because it, the layers are incredibly complex. I understand why this is happening, but I still find it so surprising that doctors are not opening up their hearts and their minds to the person sitting right in front of them who is suffering and considering that there's another possibility. So given what you've just said, I completely agree with you. I don't personally think that the answers to this chronic illness are going to be or are in mainstream medicine. So I, in a way, I'm fighting something that I'm not even interested in, but I'm doing it for people who have no option but to go that route because non-mainstream medicine can be very expensive and they just can't necessarily afford it. But I really do believe that more answers in terms of healing and treatment protocols are going to be and are in holistic medicine. You know, it, in a very broad term, energy medicine, holistic medicine. Yeah. I'm very excited because I'm invited to speak on July, on June 13th at the International Holistic Medicine Summit in Kansas City, Missouri mm-hmm. with Dr. Norm Sheely and Carolyn Mace and a mm-hmm. lot of really amazing people. And I feel very excited about that because that's where the answers are. And in our personal journey, antibiotics helped in terms of the acute stage, so maybe the first several months. But beyond that, they started to do more harm than good. Now, others swear by antibiotics for years on end. I don't know how their systems can handle that, but some people do. So again, it's not a one size fits all. But in our case, we, you know, my son has tried everything from, you know, uh, naturopathic medicine, homeopathic medicine, acupuncture, uh, Reiki, and the Rife machine and low level laser, and the list goes on and on and on. The only thing he hasn't tried, which many people do swear by is bee therapy or bee stinging therapy. He has not tried that, but, you know, he's definitely tried a lot of things. And some, some of these protocols have been very helpful, even more so than antibiotics. So I think we this requires a tremendous amount of research and trying new things and sort of throwing things against the wall to see what sticks and hoping that something will. And that's not exactly the most um, efficient use of time or money, but that's just the way it is right now. So we're, we're on that journey, and most people are as well, trying new things all the time. Well, and we're finding new information. I mean, you know, clearly there are people, not necessarily in North America, there are organizations, um, uh, one organization specifically in Germany, you know, they're clear about looking at what they've discovered and what's working and what's not. Um, And so every day there are new treatments and, of course, new controversy around it. But the thing that you and I do know is that Lyme disease is known as the great imitator. Yes. Um, And yet at the same time, 
it is, if it's the great imitator, what does that do to help you get relief? Because if anything else, you end up in a bucket treating a disease you don't have. Well, I don't think we really have answers yet, although one person who I do tend to follow who I think really understands this disease and the politics better than anybody, her name is Kathleen Dixon, and she is the Limerick's whistleblower. She um, was an analytic chemist at Pfizer, and she has been fighting this fight for many, many years, a couple of decades. She says that it's a a fungal infection. It's, It's not even a bacterial infection. So what is what is uh, common amongst all of these illnesses is this fungal infection and this immunosuppressive reaction. And, you know, I think that we haven't yet begun to tap into why, what the disease mechanism is that makes all of these diseases, including Alzheimer's and MS and, you know, Lou Gehrig's and, and uh, Parkinson's and chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia and all of these illnesses, 350 that Lyme apparently mimics or can mimic, they all have the same underlying disease mechanism that mainstream medicine hasn't begun to even look at. So, you know, we're going to have to figure that out on on our own, or we're going to have to find scientists that are willing to, you know, get outside of mainstream thinking and really help us with this, which is happening, but we're not there yet to really fully understand it. And yeah, I think you're right. I mean, right now, everything is in silos and all of these diseases have their own name and their own labels and their own medications. And I suppose that's very profitable. I don't know. I mean, I imagine that's also one of the reasons why, you know, this is not all being put under one umbrella. There's, you know, there's all, it's always about money, always, always, always. And that's not conspiratorial. That's just a fact. So if we're really looking to see why this is happening, you know, mainstream medicine, first of all, is built in silos. So all of these specialists are only looking at a part of you, which is why holistic medicine ideally is the better way because it's looking at the full system that you have that your body that your body runs by and that's really what we need to do to find answers we can't just look at you in parts i mean as a therapist I operate the same way. I don't look at just a part of you. I need to understand the whole of you, where you came from, what your genetic predisposition is, your history, your conditioning, your messaging. I mean, there's so many factors. We're very complex beings. And I think medicine is built to just look at you in small sections. And that's just not working because we have so much chronic illness now, Lyme being at the forefront of it, that all we're doing is putting bandages on symptoms. And that's just not enough. So we need to look far and wide for things that are much more systemic and get to the root cause and go to the cellular level of what's ailing us. And, you know, we need to keep looking for those answers. You know, it's interesting you mentioned uh, Kathleen Dixon uh, uh, about this. You know, when we think about people that have been out there and (laughs) attempting to bring the conversation to the forefront, I mean, uh, it is remarkable that she has been able to keep at this as long as she's been at it. She's been called everything in the book. That's right. And, you know, it wouldn't it be nice if we would all just shut our doors and close our radio shows down and not do any of this. But, you know, some of us can't do that. We've watched our friends die. Well, that's just it. I mean, I was on a radio show a year ago, Outbreak News, and in Florida, and, you know, somebody came on the website and completely discredited what I was saying, which I expect, you know, I'm, that might happen here, here too, although yours is a live show, so it's probably a friendlier audience, but <laughs> it, was, it was a terrible, terrible experience because 
you know, I'm not looking to ruin my life, that's for sure. And I'm not out here talking about this for the good of my health. I'm doing this because I cannot turn my back on this ugliness and this injustice and this suffering. And, you know, I don't need to be spending my time on this. I give my time away, at least 50% of it, because this is a social issue that needs to be addressed. So you're right. It would be lovely if we could all just hang up our hats and not have to fight this fight. It would be fantastic. I'd get a lot more sleep and I'd probably, you know, do a lot more traveling and I wouldn't be working as hard as I'm working 24-7. I'm sure you're the same. And somebody like Kathleen Dixon has been at this for at least 20 years and she has no vested interest other than this, the truth. That's it. That is all that she is selling is the truth. And, you know, it's taken a lot for me to understand what she's trying to say because she's beyond brilliant and it's been hard to decipher her websites and the science and the politics. And But she has, you know, these chart sheets that really outline on truth cures that really outline how we got to this place and why we're in this mess. And she can give you detail for detail as to how we got here. So I do think she's an important resource, even though I've been warned against not listening to her and you know there's all kinds of factions out there that tell you not to do this but i have to follow my conscience and my conscience tells me that you know she knows what she's talking about and and i really do trust what she's saying and i wish that more people would take a look at her work because she really she really has the goods and she understands the science of this disease until i spoke to her i didn't really understand that this was an immunosuppressive disease mm-hmm. and that's what this is so you know the the um the the spirochete or the outer surface protein A of the spirochete detonates your immune system. And that's what makes this a chronic illness. It's not the bacterial load. It's the fact that your immune system is is killed. Therefore, it can't fight anything off. And you end up being open for you know all these infections and viruses and EBV and mold and parasites and whatever else is swimming around inside of you. And there's no way to fight any of this off because your immune system, just like HIV AIDS, is immunosuppressed. And that is what's happening. And you know, I don't really hear a lot of doctors talking about that. And I think that's what we need to be more cognizant of. And that's why this is a chronic illness. It's not about the bacteria. It's about what the spirochete does to your system. Yeah. I mean, this is clearly some of the uh, information that, you know, I think many people are hoping are going to come from countries that do not have the same kind of restriction we do. Right. Um, for example, uh, Germany, is is the country that designed a little machine called the Ondamed machine. Um, That's and, right. you know, in this country, it is FDA approved, um, but in a lot of places, it's not acknowledged. Yet at the same time, it's the question that came up in an interview I did last week, which was a very good one, is, wait a minute, I'm a neurologist, I'm a doctor, and I'm treating this and I'm telling you, you've got to treat all of it at one time, not mm-hmm. one, not one, but not one bacteria versus this. She says it has to be treated all at once. And you know, for the first time, I thought, oh, so I guess that's not what we're doing, right? And it was like a little light bulb went on for me. Well, so I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, we've done a lot of research and my son has, you know, tried the Ondamed and he has mm-hmm. used the Rife machine. And, you know, we've done a ton of research around that. And I and his doctor in New York is, you know, your Eastern European trained and Germany, 
I think he trained in Germany and somewhere else. And, you know, there's a form of medicine called biological medicine that he practices. And I am a big believer in that, but it does take a leap of faith. And, you know, it's certainly not easy to access or easy to find, that's for sure. And, you know, just a little story about a Rife machine. My son's about to to try a new one because he's Mm -hmm. found a a practitioner who can, you know, match the frequencies to whatever he's trying to, to, um, heal. And so he's selling his original one and he tried to do it on some website, um, uh, on online and uh-huh. they, won't, they won't allow it because the FDA won't allow a Rife machine to be sold online. So, or, or not in the way he was trying to resell it. Right. So, so he got restricted as if it's some kind of a weapon, you know, it's just, there's a lot of restrictions in terms of all of this. And yes, I agree with you. I think the on-demand is not legal in New York state. I'm, I'm not sure, but I think that's true. Or there's some kind of restrictions around it. And a lot of, a lot of energy medicine can be very helpful, but we haven't begun to tap into it in North America. So I, I think that is the way to go. And I do think, I do think that Lyme disease, there's something bigger going on. I think mm-hmm. it's at the forefront of shifting the way we see medicine. Now mm-hmm. there's a lot of suffering that's taking place as a result. So in no way am I happy about this, but I think it's really, there's a sea change going on in terms of how we approach medicine, how we see it, how we approach Absolutely. our health. Absolutely. And I think Absolutely. that's been going on for decades, but I think this is actually pushing it further faster because it has to be because there's a critical mass suffering and we need answers. So, you know, I think that um, in many ways, you know, mainstream doctors would, it would behoove them to be more open-minded because they're going to get, they're going to somehow, you know, work themselves out of a job. And I know there are many doctors are going to be laughing at that statement, but I think it's true because you won't keep going to somebody who tells you that you're crazy and you're fine and it's all in your head. I had a young 14 year old girl in my office today who had her, whose, whose feet were swollen to five times the size. And the doctor just looked at her and said, eh, it's nothing. What? And this was on top of having lung issues and heart issues. And I mean, she has Lyme and co-infections. She's 14. She's suffering. It was her 10th time in the hospital. And he just kind of dismissed these very, very swollen ankles on a 14-year-old because he didn't know what to do with it. So this is happening all the time. And medicine is just not working for chronic illness. It's just not working. And I think that's why we're looking far and wide for other answers. And I agree with you when there aren't restrictions, amazing things can happen, whether it's homeopathy or energy medicine or all these machines that you're talking about, the on-demand, amazing things can happen. Let me tell you, it's really interesting because, you know, we are talking about energy right now and energy medicine. And, um, you know, we had an experience here about five months ago, I'll say, where we had one of our uh, energy, I would say, medical intuitive energy workers um, literally create a protocol for Lyme. Mm-hmm. And shared it on one of the shows. Had somebody with Lyme call in and say, I've got Lyme and I've been suffering for years. And they applied the protocol to her. Now, you would have had to hear this show to believe what I'm about to say. Is that they applied Mass Sajati? They applied the protocol to her. Okay. Okay. And what happened was the woman calls back and tells them, it's gone. Okay. Who All is my per- symptoms. <laughs> who is this person? Can you tell uh, me? Yeah, absolutely. She does a show. The truth is funny uh, with us and her name. She's from Canada, Colette Marie Stephan. Now, am I seeing that that's going to be the case for everyone? I don't know, 
But mm-hmm. I know when you hear a story like that on live radio with somebody that had been suffering for years has yeah. nothing to gain by coming on and sharing that, it makes you put your head up, though, doesn't it? It certainly does. And this absolutely is, you know, on this medical odyssey, we are forced to open up our thinking, to open our minds, to open our, to to take these leaps of faith all the time, all the time. Because what choice do you have? You either suffer and die or you look in other directions. And certainly looking in other directions is how we're built. And we're built to thrive or built to survive. And so, yes, it does. I mean, I, I've always been open to these things. My son was not, he's very linear and logical and he's a businessman. And this is not, this, this was not within his, you know, his area of understanding, but now he'll try anything because you want to feel well. And, and, you know, who's to say that that's crazy just because there isn't, you know, necessarily a lot of scientific evidence for it, that doesn't mean it can't work. There are a lot of things in this world that we don't necessarily see that exist around us. And, you know, we don't, we cannot see everything. And I don't believe for a second that, you know, pure science is always going to have the answers because I'm not even sure that pure science exists because science can be biased Mm -hmm. and science can be skewed. And we all know this is true. The editor, the chief, the editor in chief of the British um, Journal of Medicine, went on record saying so, and other people have as well. So I think I think we have to be open minded. I agree with you, and I I wouldn't think that's crazy at all. Not after what we've been through the last five years. I think I actually want her name. I think that's exciting. Oh, I'll make sure you get it because <laughs> okay. you know, I mean, it's one thing you know to think some of these things you can make them up. It's another thing to actually hear, see, and watch how, how yeah. things happen and change. And I, I think the proof is going to be like in your book, you know, this is a book that takes us on a journey of many people, yes. you know, whether it's Cody's Lyme story that we're looking at or yes. the way you're describing the Lyme uprising. The point is that these are not people that are going to go away. Although I will tell you, it, 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 the, the governments are around us in many, many countries are not making it easier for, it, for us to be more visible. But you're made no, your, you have made yourself more visible, Lori. Thank you so much. And um, one last question. Again, folks can go to your website, right, to, to get a copy of the book or find out more about you. Yes, thank you. So my website is lauriedennisonline.com. The book is available on Amazon and other online bookstores like Barnes and Nobles. And I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. You bet. And for those of you out there, please, the book is Lime Madness. You can get it on Amazon. And I love what you did with the Kindle version. Please go ahead and do that. One last question. I know uh, time goes by. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? I want people to know that if they're sick and suffering, there are answers out there, that we're doing our very best to find light in all of this darkness and that this will get better and, and not to give up because there, there are answers out there. We just have to keep searching. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. And remember, don't give up hope. It lives within you and there's no disease that can take that away. We'll see you next time. 
Thanks for listening to Lime Talk Radio with Dr. Pat Basili. Epic healing for an epic life. This inspiring show highlights leading-edge solutions, groundbreaking research, headline topics, and tools for holistic healing and wellness. This hit show is dedicated to raising awareness, promoting advocacy and prevention, and supporting initiatives for optimal health. Dr. Pat is passionate and focused on life-saving results reaching far beyond Lyme disease, providing a forum for powerful stories, heart-opening experiences, and hope-activated solutions. Dr. Pat will shine a light on the many shades of Lyme disease fueled by a body-mind-spirit remedy. For more information, visit LimeTalkRadio.com and tune in next time.